that should be all of our hearts cry today is just for God to order our steps in his word and to order our tongue in his word. Come on, let's just praise God. Let's worship God. Father, we're all seeking you today and we're asking you to order our steps according to your word, Father. For we know that your word is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path, Father. It is your word that causes us to prosper in every aspect of our lives. So order our steps. Help us to discipline ourselves to order our steps according to your word. Now, Father, as we go forth further in this service, we thank you for our virtual choir today as they've set the table, Father, and set our hearts aflame, Father, and just lit our candles today so that we can receive more of your instruction and more of your guidance that comes from your word that will help us walk according to that word. And Father, I have decreased only because you have increased. It is less of me and more of you, Father. I declare that my tongue is connected to my spirit, and I speak today as I ought to speak the oracles of God. And Father, you grant me the ability to do that with simplicity. And so my prayer today, Father, is not one person will walk out or watching will leave the same way that they came in today. And we'll give you all the glory for all the good that will come out of this service in Jesus' name. Can somebody just give God a real good hallelujah in this place? Come on, we can do better than that. Let's give God our best praise in his house today. Praise God. I want you to love on five people today however you feel comfortable doing that you can point to them you can air high five them however you're comfortable doing that but love on at least five people today it's a beautiful thing praise god we want to welcome our online viewing audience thank you all for joining us today so many options on Sunday morning now. We want to thank you for choosing this option uh, and worshiping with us on today. I want to welcome everyone in the room. You all look good this morning. You look refreshed. You look alive. You look on fire. How many of you all are on fire for God? I I'm talking about on fire for God. H how do you know you're on fire for God? See how that went right there? See how that... How do you know you're on fire for God, right? It's not just woo, right? How do you know you're on fire for God when you serve God? When you get here early for pre-service prayer. I'm on fire when I get here early for prayer. How many know I'm on fire for God when I get here early for pre-service prayer? All of those are strong indications that I have not lost my fire, which is indeed what we're talking about right now. The subject is fueled and aflame. This is part three today. And so if you missed any of the first two, you can certainly go back into our archives and get caught up. But by definition, the word fueled means combustible matter used to maintain fire as coal, wood, oil, or gas in order to create heat or power something that sustains or encourages it is a stimulant right or in today's vernacular it is your why a flame means on fire a blaze so what is the combustible matter uh, used to maintain uh, fire in your life to keep you ablaze to keep you eager and to keep you excited and the word of God gives us a lot of insight into what we are to use to keep our lives fueled and aflame. How many of y'all would agree that this has been a stressful last two years of our lives? Am I the only one? This has been a stressful last two years of our lives, right? Some seasons are more stressful than others, especially seasons of great change, which we've all been through. Regardless of how much emotional and spiritual reserves you had before the pandemic, a stressful period will deplete you of your emotional and spiritual vitality a little bit at a time. Let me all can say that that's actually true, right? I lost a little bit of what I had, right, prior to the pandemic, but I need to get it back. How many of y'all would also say I need to get it back? Online, type that in. I need to get it back. 
right? It's so important. So over the next several weeks, what we're looking at is 10 ways to keep yourself fueled and aflame so that you don't burn out. Now, our foundation text, I'm going to read Romans 12, 11, Romans 12, 11 through 13 out of the message translation and then the passion. The message reads, don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame, which is where the title comes from. Notice it says, keep yourself that way. I mean, it's not my responsibility to keep you on fire, right? That is your responsibility to keep yourself fueled and aflame. Then he tells you how. Be alert to your master or, or be alert servants of the master. Notice, be an alert servant of the master. Cheerfully expect it. Don't quit in hard times. The Bible tells us that when you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So then where do we get our strength from? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Don't ever let the devil steal your joy. You ought to wake up every day excited. Every time your feet hit the ground, this is the day that the Lord has made and what? I will do what? And be sad in it. Be what? Be what? Every day, right? I mean, it's a blessing to just wake up. So he says, don't quit in hard times. Then the antidote to that is pray all the harder. So when you feel like quitting, pay attention to your prayer life. Help needy Christians, right? There's always someone in a worse position than you're in. And so consider helping someone else, even though you're having a hard time yourself. Be inventive in hospitality. Look for ways to be hospitable towards others. The Passion Translation reads this way. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keep your passion towards him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. You know, we should serve God with some excitement. Talking about when people come in here, they should be blown away by the excitement of the people out on the parking lot. I'm talking about when they get to the door and see the greeters, the greeters should blow them away with excitement. God is good. Thank you for visiting our church today. We're so glad to have you here today. What can I do to better serve you? How can I help you? Right, it's so important that we stay boiling hot and radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit. Let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. Now, we've already talked about number one is grace is more than enough. Number two, start and end each day refueling your soul, right? Start with the word, end with the word. Number three, set and stick to a routine. I mean, the pandemic threw our routines off, right? And so we've got to make sure that we set and we stick to a routine, get back to our normal routine or actually improve whatever you were before. Let's tighten our routines up and make sure that we're getting better. And then today, let's pick up with limit your media consumption. Some of you all, the challenge is you sit in front of screens all day long, right? And you've got to discipline yourself to limit your media consumption. Let's talk about this for a moment. Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 and 23. I'm going to read out of the Amplified Bible. How many of y'all would say, I need to limit my media consumption? You can tell that it's a challenge, right? Even trying to listen to a message like this. It's so tempting to see what's going on on social media. So tempting to to just kind of flip through, even while listening to the Word of God. Any of y'all ever tried to pray? and all of a sudden an alert came on your phone? And for whatever reason, the alert was more important than than my time with God. And it can take you down a bunny trail, right, where you end up getting lost and following that trail instead of staying in the presence of God. Let's talk about this. Matthew chapter 6, 22 and 23, the Amplified reads this way. It says, The eye is the lamp of the body. 
So in other words, the eye or through the eye gate is what gives light to the entire body. So if your eye is clear, the Amplified says spiritually perceptive, your whole body will be full of light. Notice, benefiting from God's precepts or from God's word. So now this also tells us that what gives our body or our internal self light is the word of God. And so the more time we spend into the, in the word of God, I mean, our eyes will be clear and we'll be spiritually receptive to what he's doing and what's going on around him. Right? And so when it's not that way, then we're more perceptive to things that didn't come from him. Folks, now listen to me very carefully. COVID didn't come from God. That did not come from heaven. But watch this. If I spend more time reading and listening to stuff about it, it'll literally take me away from Verse 23 says, but if your eye is bad, spiritually blind, your whole body will be full of darkness. What makes it full of darkness is that it's devoid of God's precepts or God's word. So a lot of people say, follow the science, Pastor Gregory. No, I will follow the science as the science follows God. But when God and science differ, I'm going with God. Your whole body will be full of darkness, devoid of God's precepts. So if the very light inside you, your inner self, your heart, your conscience is darkness, watch this now, how great and terrible is that darkness. So now what makes our heart dark or our inside dark is not anything other than what we allow through our eyes. Right? And so how many of us spend time letting this word guide me and order my steps, it's going to cause me to have so much light in my heart that I know not just what to do, but also when to do it. Let's go to Matthew chapter 3, and let's read verses 33 and 35. Now here, Jesus is given a parable, and he's talking to his disciples, right? And he says to them in verse 33, I'm reading out of the New King James Version, he says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. Now, how many know it's not talking about a literal tree outside? He's talking about a human life. He's talking about a life here. So he says, you either make your life good and your fruit good, or you make your life bad and your fruit bad. But watch this. The tree will be known or the life will be known by its fruit. Let me help single people here for a moment. Don't always listen to what people say. Pay attention to what their life has produced. Because you don't go home with people. So they can tell you a whole lot, but pay attention to the results. Thank you. Thank you. And literally, I would let the results of what their life has proven and produced speak louder than their muscles and their cuteness. Ask tough questions. Do you serve in your church? I didn't actually do you go to church. Do you tithe? Because you're going to hear a whole lot on that one right there, right? Oh, you're going to get a whole lot after that one right there. Ask tough questions. Where do you live? Where do you work? Well, see, I make money a lot of ways. What's the main way that you make money? Come on, a little, little, little bit better amen in here, right? Right, and learn how to know people based off of what their life produces and not what they tell you. They've been in and out of jobs for 20 years. I know you. 
How many of y'all glad you came to church today? Okay. Watch this now. A good man, this is going to bless you today. A good man, mankind, male or female, a good man or good male or female, out of the good treasure of his or her heart brings forth good things. Key word here is treasure. The word treasure here means deposit. So watch this now. A good person out of the good deposit of the heart brings forth good things. So now you have to ask yourself the question, how do things get deposited in, into my heart? Eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate. But notice the condition of my heart is the way that I made it. Not my circumstances, not my parents, not my friends. Hello, somebody. And an evil person out of the evil deposit, notice, brings forth evil things. So you have to always reevaluate. If I keep producing good, it's probably because I've put good into my heart. But if I keep producing evil, it's probably because I deposited evil into my heart. We're talking about limiting media consumption. Go with me to Matthew chapter 15. As Jesus continues this dissertation with his disciples, the disciples are more concerned about uh, eating food without washing your hands. And Jesus has to explain to them, fellas, eating food without washing your hands is not the issue. The issue is the condition of your heart. I mean, you know, if I have a hard time, which I did many years ago, cussing, it's because cussing was in my heart. How did it get there? All the music I listened to was cussing. See, don't look at me like that. Don't act like you've been in church all your life. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about, right? Everything I watched on television, sex, cussing, Drinking, hello, somebody. And everywhere I hung out, I was just making my heart stronger in that. Right? You ever got to a place where it didn't even sound right until you put a cuss word on it? I got to finish that strong so they can feel me. Notice what Jesus says here. This is going to be enlightening to a lot of people in this room and watching online. Look at Matthew chapter 15. So Jesus said, he's really continuing the same dissertation. He says, are you guys still without understanding, New King James Version? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. And that's what destroys and defiles mankind. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, this one will shock you, adulteries. Remember, adultery never has anything to do with the other person. It has everything to do with you. I need a little, bit of, a little better amen in here today. Well, uh, well, at work, she just kept, and he just kept. That has nothing to do with it. If adultery wasn't in your heart, you would have never, ever found yourself in that situation. I submit to the person that's challenged with that is it started in your heart long before the other person ever showed up. And what brought the other person was the condition of your heart. And so remember, relocation will never change the condition of your heart. Relocation will just recreate who I already am. So changing jobs and cities and all the stuff that we do to run from people has nothing to do with the people that we're running from. And all we'll do is find ourselves in the same situation in another city or at another job. How do we 
we keep ourselves fueled and aflame? You don't let this stuff get in your heart. But if you sit there and you watch television and movies all day long, give me some of these sex shows y'all like on television. Because, you know, it's now no longer just television. Television is pornographic. Give me some of the shows you all love. Type them in online. Oh, oh y'all don't want to tell me right now? I'm talking about the steamy hot ones where she sleeping with his wife and, and they then switched over and, and, and everybody's doing it. Come on, somebody talk to me. And see what we don't, what, what? You know all of them, huh? Come on up here and teach the lesson, girl. She, she like, you got power, you got, uh, you got, she's just rolling them off. I, praise God, thank you. All right. Anybody in here understand what I'm saying? See, if it's not in my heart, I can't act it out. And the only reason my heart got that way is because I made it that way. See, when I'm no longer attracted to one, it's because I'm attracted to something else. You don't turn me on anymore. That's because something else is turning you on. See, if I, I sit here, folks, and I put in my heart pornography all the time, I'm going to struggle. Single people. I don't know why I just have all these lustful thoughts all the time. I'm making myself that way. And what will happen is you'll get two people who have filled their heart with the wrong thing. They will always find each other. Just happen to show up at the right time, at the right place. And God didn't send them. The condition of two hearts were drawn to each other. Man, it is so quiet in here right now. I think I'm going to just end this service and go to brunch. I'm going to go to breakfast. You all getting anything out of this today? Right? So, so listen, don't ever get mad at the other person because they did not make you do anything. Let's keep reading here because this, this level of excitement, I don't know if I've ever been in a church that that was just this excited about the word of God. I don't know if I've ever been in that situation before. So notice he says, for out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, uh-oh, fornications. Notice where fornication starts at. Not with the other person. It starts in your heart. And two hearts that are full of fornication will always find each other. Just like the opposite of that is true. Two hearts that don't want nothing to do with that, they'll find each other. Just like Satan has a way of making sure that paths intersect, God also has a way of making sure that paths intersect. Well, nobody else is living like that. It, we, we, we're just talking about you. Is this clear to anyone in the room today? We're talking about how to keep ourselves fueled in the flame. You've got to limit the media consumption. If all you listen to is how many people died, how many people have been hospitalized, how many people, come on. If you listen to that all day long, you are not coming out of the house. And if you cannot see that there's an agenda behind that, you are missing out. See, there's only one cure. There's only one way we can all be right from this. Something about that all by itself, just not right. One person dictating absolute 
Power absolutely corrupts. But if I listen to that all day long, how I many that's going to get in my heart and then dictate my behavior? I get this word in my heart all day long. It's going to dictate my behavior. Come on, I need a little bit better amen in this place today. Right? So all of this comes from the heart. Thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Proverbs 4.23, the Passion Translation says, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the issues or the wellsprings or the outgoings of life. So everything that is happening in my life first started in my heart. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Right? Never forget that your feet will never take you where your mind has not gone first. Usually your feet travel where your mind has already gone. Your mind goes there because your heart has communicated to your mind that this is where it wants to go. So I must manage my thinking to manage my destination. It is easy to spend extra time watching television or scrolling through social media when you feel overwhelmed. But if you fill your mind with constant images of negativity, you'll only raise your stress levels. You ever notice after spending a lot of time on social media, you can start feeling a certain way? Comparing your life to somebody else's highlight reel. Now, this year, I decided to get off of social media. And believe it or not, I am the healthiest I've been in years. I've not been on social media all year long, and it's been one of the greatest gifts I have given to myself. Clearer mind, more stable emotionally. Come on, somebody. And I've realized, folks, that if you think that the likes on your post are your friends, you are sadly mistaken. You don't need to hear the same negative story on repeat all day long. You become what you allow into your brain. Years ago, the computer industry coined a phrase called giggle. Garbage in, garbage out. The computer can only give you the data that you put into it. The same is true with your brain. A stressful period is a great time to build new routines that include less media consumption. Stay away from negative thoughts, negative influences, and negative people. How do you know when you're around a negative person? They will always give you a problem for every solution that you present. Some of y'all, that went right over your head. I'd go back and listen to that again and again and put that on my wall. Every solution that you present, they will have a problem for it. Philippians 4, chapter 8, the Amplified Bible says, Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, the Amplified says, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them into your heart. How many of y'all would agree that you need to slow down and limit your media consumption? Raise your hand. It's okay to just be honest, right? 
Do you find yourself spending more time on social media than you do in the Word? Something's backwards. I've now reduced myself. I think we'll watch the 5.30 local, 6 o'clock local news, and then 7 o'clock world news. And that's it. Because if you listen to that all day long, we're all dying. You go to the store, you're going to die. Am I right or wrong? Now, don't anyone take this out of context, but I decided to not participate in the pandemic. I opted out of the pandemic. So I've never been tested. Even when I got symptoms of anything, I treated it like I normally would. Drink a lot of fluid juice, get my vitamin C in, vitamin D in, get some zinc. Come on, somebody. Go to the gym and work out and sweat out all the toxins and feel better the next day. I'm not knocking anyone that did, so don't hear this the wrong way. I'm just telling you I opted out of it. I'm blessed to have a doctor that's a friend of mine that just sends me a lot of information. A lot of those tests are not accurate. They're just to push numbers. No one got sick with anything else but COVID. If you, if you stubbed your toe, that's result implications of COVID. I'm sorry, folks, but my job is to tell the truth. Again, I'm not minimizing people who have suffered loss and different things, but I am telling you that everyone who died did not die from COVID-19. And I could, always, I could almost with absolute confidence tell you that the majority of them didn't. We're going to have some of the leading doctors in the country here in October this year. We're spending a lot of money to bring them here so that you can get a fresh perspective. See, you take everything that they tell you and you take it right back to the word of God. I'm not knocking anyone else, but I personally uh, opted out of the vaccine. And I'm obligated to tell you why. I, I, I don't, why would I need? I need a reason to get that. So you're telling me I didn't get sick the whole time. Now all of a sudden I need it just to live when I've been living the whole time. I'm not going to let nobody force me in the back of a wall. I can't go to a sporting event if I don't prove that I, I won't go to the sporting event. I watch it on television. Save the money. You, I'm not going to let you tell me I can't go on a cruise. You're not going to force me to do put anything in my body. Just give me my refund. That's all. Please don't take this out of context, and I'm certainly not minimizing the loss of life. What I'm telling you is if you want to be kept, God can keep you. And for me, I am going to live or die on the rock of Jesus. Can we just give God a good praise in this place today? I, I need to tell you one more, too. I opted out of the recession. I didn't apply for nothing but, but tithes and offerings. And that sustained me through the whole thing. And I increased those because I knew God was bigger.
I just want to praise a little bit. Even though you haven't seen people in the building, Linked Up Church has lost nothing. Come on, somebody ought to give God a better praise than that. I said Linked Up Church has lost nothing. But I want to take a moment to thank God for every employee that decided to use their faith and come to work every day throughout the entire pandemic. Come on, can you all thank God for them? They didn't play COVID games. They didn't do none of that. We believed God, we prayed as a staff, and we kept working. And so God sustained us. Can you all help me thank God? Because we could, I could have came here to preach, but if there wasn't a person on the media camera, come on, that's a volunteer that gets paid nothing. Come on, if there wasn't someone on a soundboard, if there wasn't an usher, a hostess, a greeter, a nursery worker, come on, somebody, a children's church worker, a youth department worker, if there wasn't a parking lot worker, if there wasn't band members, come on, if there wasn't a praise team still willing to come in and volunteer. It took all of that to get us here. You know what I'm blessed to tell you? I think we had two employees that got sent home. You, you know, they went and got one of those. They told them go quarantine for four days, but 14 days, but no symptoms. They call that asymptomatic. And I, I just, again, I don't know if staying in the house is the best thing for that. I think sunlight will help you better than staying in the house. I think fresh air will help you a little better than that. Just stay home. I think we might have had, I don't know how many people that came to church reported back to us, three or four, maybe five, who reported back to us that somebody, but again, nothing major. You know why? COVID can't sustain itself here. Too much power, too much authority, too much prayer. It can't live here. Even if it shows up, it has to die. Come on, I need a little bit of better faith in this room today, right? And that's a result of what we consume, right? If I consume what God said, by his stripes I am healed. If I consume that, if I consume not one weapon formed against me will prosper. If I consume that, if I consume a thousand can fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, it will not come near me. If I consume that, if I consume, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Come on, folks, if I consume that, Right? I, I will dwell in the secret place of the most high God. Come on. If I consume that, now God is obligated to, to, to make that a reality in my life. Number five, intentionally connect, uh, intentionally connect with people that you love. 1 Thessalonians 5, 10, and 11, the Passion Translation, we're talking about how to stay fueled in the flame. Intentionally connect with people that you love. 1 Thessalonians 5, 10, and 11, the Passion Translation says, He gave His life for us so that we may share in resurrection life in union with Him, whether we're awake or asleep. Because of this, encourage the hearts of your fellow believers and support one another just as you have already been doing. Folks, I want to encourage you to intentionally connect with people that you love. Foster and build relationships. This is the most important thing that you can do in your life is to have quality relationships. Your best friends should be people that are saved. Your closest friends, your closest associates. One of the most meaningful things you can do in a difficult season is to listen carefully to people. It doesn't take long for you to lift somebody, someone else's spirit. 
Now, just the other day, and I'll get to it a little more in a moment, but the Lord led me. I was actually getting ready to do something different in a scenario, and while I was getting ready to make the next call, the Lord told me to call such and such. And I told my wife, and she was like, that's God right there. That's definitely God. So I called the individual, and I go to see them. How many know as guys, we're going to always present like everything is okay? So he came out clean. But how many know I can look around and tell everything wasn't okay? Right? And so I decided to just listen. And the more he talked, the more clear it became. And this is, folks, where I'm telling you, we've got to be sensitive to what's going on around us. Right? And then without telling everything, I asked him permission to share the story on Sunday uh, because it was just that impactful to me. After listening more and more, he's at the lowest point in his life. And I want to really challenge men online and in this room. Isolation is never your answer. Your answer is found in community around people that you love and people that love you. And so we get all the way to the end of this and the individual says, I don't have anywhere to go, nowhere to stay. I haven't taken a bath in a long time. It's one of our members. Just a year and a half ago was man on top of the world. Two years ago on top of the world, <laughs> life hit them, and they isolated themselves. And the Lord said right there in that moment, give them this, and I did. And then the Lord said, you need a, a good place to stay tonight so that you can take a good shower, sleep in a bed, get your thoughts together. And the Lord said, give him that, and don't put him in no Motel 6. Never put people somewhere that you wouldn't even stay yourself. I said, I need a little better amen in that in here. Put them in the best situation in that area. Now, I want to show you how guys can be. At the end of all of that, emotional tears, he's holding the resources in his hand, and he still said, but pastor, I want you to know I'm good. I really don't need this. That's how we can be, folks. See, if you're hurting, you've got to learn how to communicate that to other people. Right? But if you consider yourself spiritually mature, then you've got to be led to the people who are hurting. Because at the end of the day, we all need each other. And I want to encourage somebody's heart in here. Don't ever think it can't happen to you. And you never know if lifting somebody else up puts you in a position where you didn't need to be lifted up. Come on, I need a little bit, of, little bit better amen in this place today, right? Being considerate. Number six, share your feelings instead of suppressing them kind of continues what I'm talking about here. There's two sides to that. If you're spiritually mature, you've got to be sensitive enough to what's going on around you. When you haven't seen people in a long time that you were close to and you love, call and check on them. See how they're doing. What's going on? This will help keep you fueled in the flame. Folks, this place used to be full twice on Sundays. There are a lot of people missing. Who's checking on them? Everybody want me to call everybody. I don't have time to call everybody. Galatians 6 says, my beloved friends, if you see a believer who is overtaken with a fault, not necessarily a sin, a sidestep or an error. How many know when I stop going to church, I'm overtaken by something? How many know when I stop serving, I'm overtaken by something? How many know when I no longer want to be around other believers, I'm overtaken by something? The one who overflows with the Spirit, seek to restore him or her. Win him or her over with gentle words, which will open their heart to you and keep you from exalting yourself over them. See, the worst thing you can do is when you see somebody struggling is to judge them. Amen. 
The person that God used me to bless has been one of the greatest blessings to me over the last 10 years. I went my closet on yesterday and about 10 items in that closet was from this individual. They were on top of the world. Now homeless. While we out having a good time. Not thinking about each other. And if I was single, I, I just need to say this. I would have brought him home. But I've got a wife in the house. There are times when God will use your life to help somebody else get back on their feet. Are you open to that? See, love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles. Carry each other's troubles. If you think you are too important to stoop down to help another, you are living in deception. See, helping other people keeps you on fire. I actually got more out of that. Actually, at the end of it, when he said that statement, I had to remind him, I'm actually not doing this for you. I'm doing this for God. And so if you would, even though you say you're good, would you let God do this for you? How many know you're not good if you haven't been taking baths and showers? But you see how pride will get us? then we'll isolate ourselves. See, but if we're in connect groups and we're part of community, if we're on dream teams and we're looking out for each other, these things don't happen. See, the problem with church today is we just go to church, but we don't build community. We come in and we leave instead of come in and we do life together. It's called dream teams. And it's called connect groups. And one of the greatest challenges of every pastor in the United States of America is just to get people to be the church instead of just coming to church. See, what God led me to do, what day was that on? Thursday. How many know I was having church? Out in the community where the people are they're not coming to your buildings you've got to go to where they are last one for the day again you all glad you came today verse number seven seek advice before making major decisions now this is a real good one right here Seek advice before making major decisions. When you're at a high stress level, don't decide to leave your spouse. Don't get involved in a relationship when you're stressed out. It'll usually be the wrong one. Don't go changing jobs under stress. Don't go relocating because of stress. Listen to this. Seek advice before making major decisions. I'm about to give you one of the greatest, Holy Spirit's getting ready to give you one of the greatest gifts of your life. Proverbs 16, one through three, the Amplified Classic says, the plans of the mind and orderly thinking belong to man. So notice we're supposed to plan and we're supposed to be orderly in our thinking. But from the Lord comes the wise answer of the tongue. So even though we do all the planning and we do all the thinking, I mean, we've got to wait and get the answer from the Lord. So after we do all the planning and thinking, we've got to wait to see if this is actually him. Right? And this text is going to continue to show us how to unfold that. It says, all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. I mean, you know, to us, we never do wrong. 
But the Lord weighs the spirits, the thought, the intents of the heart. Or another way to say that, the Lord weighs the real motive behind that. It says, roll your works upon the Lord, commit and trust them wholly to him, and then this is what he'll do. He'll cause all your plans and thoughts to become agreeable to his will. So after you do all the planning and orderly thinking, then what he will do is answer it according to his word. Right, And so I want you to understand, his word is never divorce. So after I planned all of this great escape, if I go to God, he's going to lead me right back to his will. Now, I'm not talking about staying in anything that's abusive and somebody went outside the marriage. But I mean, when you have two Christians, they can actually work through anything. And it can come out better. <laughs> but that's where he's going to lead you right back to is his will. See, God's not going to lead you to a place where there's no church for you to attend. Chasing money. It's going to be agreeable to his will. So, so I want to do all that planning and all of that. Then the next thing I want to see is there a church where I'm going. Where I can keep my spirit and my light and my candle lit. See, everything that you plan is going to come back to his will. And his answer is always going to be his word. Everybody clear on that? Then he'll cause your thoughts to be agreeable to his will and then so shall your plans be established and succeed. So now I take all my plans and my orderly, orderly thinking and I say, God, what does your word say about this? Right? How many of you know he's not going to lead you to date somebody that's not saved? But Satan will tell you that you're the light that's supposed to lead them to the Lord. Somebody in here know what I'm talking about. And how many know that light went out real fast once it got hot? And now he, they didn't lead you to the light or you didn't lead them to the light. The lights got turned off. You all understand? See how this works? Now, Look at Proverbs 15, 22, and I'm done. Your plans will fall apart right in front of you if you fail to get good advice. But if you first seek out multiple counselors, you'll watch your plan succeed. So there are two things we just read in the scriptures here. Before you make any decisions, seek God's counsel on it. Find out what God's word says about the decisions and plans that you're making and then go and talk to wise counselors like your pastors, spiritual people who have done what you're attempting to do successfully, stayed with God, stayed on fire for God, right? So I check with God, and then I seek out counselors. I make no major decisions here without first seeking God, and then I weigh that with counselors. any major decision a lot of times this is what we get oh, we're done we're leaving each other nobody ever came in to see us didn't seek God about it matter of fact other people tell them don't go tell, talk to them because they're going to try to keep y'all together <laughs> these are their church friends Now, let me tell you what I believe the Lord led me to do today, and we're, we're done. There's some people in this room right now, maybe even watching online. You're in the valley of a major decision. And God is encouraging you right now to not make decisions when you're under stress. Your brain power drops to lower levels when you're under stress. You're never thinking your best when you're under constant stress. You simply can't access the smartest part of your brain during these tough periods. 
you're much more likely to make a bad decision. And this is why it's always wise to check with God and then to check with wise counselors. And so everyone stand to their feet. If you're in this room right now, and your could be my marriage, it could be a job, it could be a transfer, it could be a relationship that I'm in, it could be a myriad of things, and you need prayer on that, I want you to come down to the front right now. That's you. I just believed in my heart that's what the Lord was giving me for today. I asked God, where is the God moment in this service? And he said, it's right there. Your marriage, relationship, job, just come down to the front right now. Let's pray something real that's appropriate. Come on, church, praying all around the room. Don't spectate right now. I'm going to pray over you. Hallelujah. Thank you for your obedience today. Never make major decisions without checking with God and getting wise counsel. Hallelujah. If you're in this room today, it could be marital could be a relationship not married but I'm in a relationship could be a job could be a career move could be a relocation could be a whole lot of different things Lord told me to tell you come on down here get some prayer today before you make that major decision anyone else before we pray thank you for your obedience man anyone else can you just sing something right there for a couple of minutes? Because I know there are other hearts that the Spirit of God is dealing with right now. Major decisions. Don't make it without first checking with God. I will build my life. If you need to come, come. today it's, it's just in my spirit somebody's getting ready to make a financial decision a business move and you haven't done those two things that I just talked about you need to be down here right now thank you for your obedience who else is that somebody's getting ready to make a financial business decision thank you for your obedience thank you for your obedience thank you for your obedience today come on believers praying all around the room Thank you for your obedience today. Spirit of God is here to help you, to love on you. Anyone else? I just heard that in my spirit. Major money decision. Come on down here right now. Thank you for your obedience. Who else is that? Who else is that? Praise God. Thank you for your obedience, sir. I know anytime God gives me this, I know it's like this. It's impactful, just like this. I want everyone that's down here at the front. Is there anyone else before we pray? All right? The Lord just told me there's somebody else out there. The reason that most of what you've tried to do hasn't worked. It's not because your thinking wasn't right and your plans weren't good. You never sought God and you never sought wise counsel. That's why it didn't work at the level that you envisioned it working. Who is that right there? Come on down right now. Come on down. That's, that's your answer right there. Your thinking was right and your planning was right. You just didn't seek God and you didn't get wise counsel. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you, young lady. Thank you for your obedience today. Praise God. Let me just make sure that I'm clear. Anyone else needs to be down here today? Anyone else? It's just one more that God's given me right now. 
You're in that relationship because you did not seek God. You were attracted to a body, but you did not seek God, and you certainly did not get wise counsel. If that's you, come on down here. That's a major decision right there. Come on down here before you get too far into it. Who else is that? Come on down here. Thank you for your obedience. Anyone else? Come on down. Thank you for your obedience, man. It's the only reason you got caught up. You just didn't seek God and you didn't get wise counsel. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you for your obedience. You're even saying to yourself, I knew in here and I know right now it's not right. Break free from it right now. God's going to download the supernatural strength that you need to make the decision that you need to make. Who else is that? Come on down here now. In Jesus' name. Praise God. All right, if you all would, everyone that's down front, lift your hands towards heaven because that's where your help ultimately comes from. God's grace is sufficient in your situation. You're getting ready to have a miraculous, supernatural comeback and turnaround in Jesus' name. And so, Father, I pray for every person that's down here right now, Father. It's an act of obedience to your word today, Father. They decided to come down and acknowledge that they got ahead of you. They did all of the planning. They did all of the thinking, Father. But they failed to consult with you and your word. And they failed to get wise counsel on it. And so, Father, my prayer for them right now is that your grace will more than make up the difference. Your grace will be sufficient for them in this season. And, Father, as they repent from not doing those two things, Father, you have already forgiven them. And now, Father, I agree with them that you will download the wisdom inside of them. They'll know what to do. They'll know when to do it, Father. They'll find the answers in your word, Father. And you'll lead them to the right godly counsel to talk to about it before they move any further, Father. And I declare that the situation that they came down here for, I call it blessed right now in Jesus' name. Linked Up Church, would you give God your best praise? Can we celebrate with them right now? Come on, give God glory for it. Hallelujah. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your intervention. Glory to your name. Sing something victorious right now. Sing a victory type of about what you're planning and what you're attempting to do. Go to a good topical Bible and look, do a subject study. If it's about relationships, if it's about business, whatever it is, it's all in the book. And then compare what it is that you're doing with what God's will is and what his word says. Then after you've done that, it doesn't have to be my wife and I. We've got other great pastors, other great ministers here on staff, right? But then seek out wise counsel. So that now you can say, hey, this is what I was getting ready to do. This is what God's word says. I wanted to bring it to somebody else and let them judge this before I make this final decision. And if you'll learn how to practice that discipline, you'll not only save yourself from a lot of bad decisions, but you'll also increase your productivity in life by way more than what you're seeing right now. I want you to know something. God is good. 
and what he's getting ready to do in your life because of your obedience today, it's getting ready to blow your mind. So you might as well get excited about your future. Come on, you might as well get excited about the next step because when you include God in it and you get wise counsel, man, God will establish that. And notice what he said. He'll cause it to succeed. I want you all to stay right here for a moment because there may be another step that you need to make. And that step is just cementing your relationship with God. And so while believers are praying all around the room, if you're watching online, I'm including you in on this. If you don't have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, that is the major challenge that you're having right now. You've got to be in a relationship with God in order for all of this to be a reality. And the way you do that is by receiving his son as your savior. My second invitation is you might be a person that you're saved, but you got out of fellowship with God. You just got away from God. And that's what led to the bad decisions, right? I just stopped doing what I knew to do. I got out of fellowship with God. You're saying today, I want to rededicate my life. I want to come back to Christ. If that's you, I want to pray with and for you all around the room, watching online. Thirdly, if you don't have a church home, you need to be a part of a family, right, where you can be a part of some connect groups and dream teams and build your life with people that love God just like you do. You need to be in relationship with other married couples that are living right for God, other singles that are living right for God or at least attempting to this so that you all can help hold each other accountable. So if you don't have a good church home and you believe God has led you here, you want to join Linked Up Church today, I want to pray with and for you. So now, while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, no one walking, no one moving unless you've been assigned to do so. I gave three invitations today. The first was to give your life to God. Second was to rededicate or come back to Christ. The third was to join Linked Up Church. I want to pray with you today, but the only way I will know that you desire my prayers in the room and online is by the lifting up of your hand. So if you want prayer on any one of those three invitations, would you shoot your hand up in the air right now? Just lift it up and keep it up as high as you possibly can. God bless you, young lady. Anyone else out there? God bless you, young lady. Thank you for your obedience. God bless you back there in the back. Anyone else? Those three descriptions describe you. You're saying, I want to give my life. I see that hand right there. I want to give my life to God. I want to rededicate or come back to Christ or I want to join Linked Up Church. If you're standing down here at the front and one of those three apply to you, just stay right down here. If you're out there in the audience and you raise your hand, gather up all of your personal belongings, come meet me right down here at the front. Linked Up Church, give them a big round of applause as they come. Everyone else can go back to their seat unless one of those three describes you. 